Hey, and welcome back to Panic to Punchline. I am Hope. And I am Dre. Um, and we're going to do more of a serious one today. Um, and we're going to talk about um, why we are the way that we are, maybe. Um, how we probably came about this way. Um, and so I guess it, to just kind of delve into um, why we think it's important to even have this podcast, really. Um, so as everyone knows that we obviously have a lot of, um, anxiety, um, we've had anxiety most of our lives and we have a lot of panic. Um, and we just kind of wanted to delve into maybe, um, our lives and kind of share why or what it all kind of manifested from. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so we'll kind of like delve into it. Um, I think, I think a lot of it comes from the way that we were raised. Yes. Okay, the people in our lives and the way that we were raised, um, the environment that we were raised in that um, molded us into um, who we are. And it's not to say that we can't change. And I just for clarification, I think we've both really grown a whole lot, um, especially in the last few years um, and have had um, a huge reduction in panic and anxiety. Um, we can do things that we probably weren't able to do a long time ago. Um, we can express feelings now, um, on your end. Yeah. Um, I've always been pretty good at, um, expressing feelings for the most part, um, to the people that I really care about. Um, I, not so much other people, but definitely the people that I care about. Um, but that's kind of a, a newer thing for Dre. Um, I mean, and there's reasons why and behind it. Well, I think that feelings, you, you learn them as a child, Mm -hmm. you know, you learn them. Um, and you learn how to express them. And I didn't have that growing up. Like there was not, I love yous and you're perfect. And there was none of that. And, and obviously I didn't know any different. Right. Clearly as a child, you know? Um, so, but I obviously like did that as an adult until I had Casey, you know, then Mm -hmm. I had my daughter and obviously, um, the easiest way to explain what I did was the opposite of my mom. Okay. Um, I think I've said that sentence like 50 times in my life because I've had lots of therapy on stuff yeah. like that. And, um, but uh, I, I did at 21 years old, I literally just tried to do everything opposite of how I, how I was raised, you know? So if anybody no. Yeah. I mean, I was, you can delve into that just a little bit. So like, so saying like, so give me like some examples of like the polar opposite. Like, okay, how so, are you, uh, how are you the mother that you are, which by the way, and I've told her this her whole life and I've known her forever. Um, she's literally the best mother. <laughs> and I, and I want to harp on that and I'm not like trying to get you emotional or anything, but since she had Casey, even when she was, Casey was in the belly, um, but <laughs> you will never find someone that took such 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 care of their kid and made sure that she had everything. And she was essentially a single mom the whole time. Um, Casey has turned out to be such an awesome human being. And a lot of that has, all of that has to do with her. Um, so just to know, um, just to know that she came from her upbringing, but she completely did like a 180, 360. And we'll talk about that in, in just a second um, to raising this awesome kiddo that she raised, she, and I have, I've told her this for the past 20 something years. She was literally the best mom I've ever been around. So, um, I am going to give her those props. So Thank let you. me, let me, you're welcome, babe. I'm going to, and I'm not saying that cause she's my best friend. Like I told you this back when you had her, mm-hmm. I was like, you were literally the best mother. Like we, we would come to all of Casey's birthday par- 
you know, parties, like we bought her obnoxious <laughs> things that you're like, why did you bring that in my house? You know, kind of thing. But um, it wasn't like that Casey never wanted for nothing, but Casey never needed for nothing because you always were there for her. Um, yeah. And she is a great human being because of you. So let's go back. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I was just giving you a second, but also I'm, <laughs> I'm being very genuine because like I said, um, and I even told her like, if I ever had kids, I hope I'm as good as mom as you are. Um, I did not have kids, but um, that's also a blessing, probably in disguise for a lot of things too. Um, but so tell me like polar opposites. Like, so what happened to you and you made sure Casey got the opposite? Um, so Casey was definitely showered with I love yous and that mm-hmm. she was great. And um, which is seems like such a small thing, but but it's, it's not. not. It's not. You know? And I will tell you on this, too. Um, I just recently found out that, like, that was, I love yous were not really, like, spoken in Donna's family either, which I find mm-hmm. is, like, really weird. It was spoken in mine. I always say I have, I have a, just other issues, but it was spoken in mine. But I, I, when I find that out, that, like, when you're raised and you're not told that I love you or you're not getting hugs or, like, affection mm-hmm. like that, um, I didn't know that existed. So this is like, again, fascinating for me hearing it from you, like, and that you turned out just fine anyways. But anyways. Yeah. Ask all those other people that I didn't tell I loved. Right. right, (laughs) right. But I mean, and that's why we're doing this episode, because there's a reason I think that we are the way that we are. But there's also hope, too, at the end of it. Continue on. So I love you. Um, So growing up, like my parents. Okay, so my mom was married to my stepdad when I was two. Right. Mm-hmm. And so he didn't want kids. So if that's your that's your baseline, baseline right? right? He didn't want kids. My mom had to. Um, but my mom wanted to be with him so much that like she neglected. She kind of like pushed us to the side. She's a lot closer to my sister because my sister is six years older than me. Okay. So she's a lot closer to my sister. Um, my dad was not in the picture whatsoever until I was. 16 or 17 and then not really into the picture until I had Casey now he's amazing so props to my dad he has since that little girl has been born he has been amazing yeah um it's awesome but um uh so birthdays um my birthday's on Valentine's Day yes um so it is a lover's holiday uh (laughs) My mom didn't even celebrate my birthday. So it was always Valentine's Day. It was Valentine's Day for them. Oh, for them. So it was never, like, never you ever. No. They'd go out of town. So I didn't even have, my family wasn't in town on my birthday. Mm -hmm. Um, And so as polar opposite, Casey's birthday is like the fucking 4th of July at my house. You Mm -hmm. know, like, it's whatever she wants from, I mean, like from when she was little, I decorated her house. Like when she'd go to bed the night, July 26th, when she would mm-hmm. go to sleep on July 27th, she would wake up to like a fucking parade. Yeah. Every day. Yeah, she did. Um, she did. Balloons, confetti, cakes, mm-hmm. whatever she wanted. Her entire day was wrapped around her because I never had a birthday. And to this day, I hate my birthday. I know. I have always hated it. And everyone thinks it's just because of my age, well, at 26, I hated it, you know, and like, well, not only that, but they think you hated it because it was on a, you know, you had to share it, but that's not really the, it wasn't, it was just a day that reminded me of not the best, not the best day growing up. Um, 
I go to I went to all of her events. I supported her in anything that she ever wanted to do. I made it I made her my best friend. Mm-hmm. And the biggest thing I ever did for Casey that was the opposite of my mother was I made her dad a part of her life. You did. Yes, you did. Mr. 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 Man, you did. And so but uh, so anyways, yep. I married her dad when we got pregnant and mm-hmm. we were divorced like 5 minutes later like I basically <laughs> it wasn't married five, him whatever. for the name. Yeah. Uh, so that Casey and I could have the same last name. We got married super young. So like yeah. no faults. Like I do not blame him. I do not blame myself. We both did it for her doing the right thing. What we thought was the right thing. So like none of that is something that I regret, you know, besides right. the fact that I have like a marriage under my belt that right. wasn't great. Right. Um, He didn't want to have, he didn't want that responsibility of being a full-time dad and whatever. So anyways, by the time Casey was one, I was already divorced and I raised her by myself. Her dad did a lot of horrible things to me, um, which that is not any of my issues. Trust me. No. Um, But I still chose to make him be a part of her life. Now, there were times I legitimately had to drive to his house and pick him up and make him go to these things, mm-hmm. but he was going to be there because I wasn't going to have Casey grow up thinking her dad didn't love her. Yeah. I remember all of those things too. Like I remember softball games and mm-hmm. yeah, I remember like you, you having to do that. Um, um, yeah. But my mom and my dad obviously did not get along mm-hmm. when I was young. And so my mom made it to where he hated me, so I never knew him. So he, so yeah, so she basically used you as a punching bag too. As yeah, that. I um, let me give you a second. It's okay. I talk about whatever. <laughs> no, I mean because I mean we we think that this episode is needed. Um, we say a lot of jokes and we we say a lot of like crazy things that happen in our lives because it they happen. Um, <laughs> and we're naturally just funny. Um, anyways, I so that's that happens. But um, I mean yeah, there's a real side to it, and I think that that when people really get into therapy and they really get into finding out why you are the way that you are, it's things like this that open up. Um, so I was in the middle of three kids. Um, we didn't have a lot of money. Um, my, I'm 13 months younger than my brother. So was I supposed to be here? I don't know. (laughs) You know, kind of thing. I mean, my mom had made a comment once I was like, Hey, you know, I'm, you know, I'm only like, you got pregnant with me like four months after Jared. I was like, was I an oopsie? And she's like, well, what do you think? And so, you know, I'm sure she was kidding. Um, but you just don't remember those kind of things sometimes, you know, cause I'm like, Oh, well, I mean, who, who really has a baby like that close to each other? But regardless, um, I, there was, there was, I loved you's in, in my family. Um, my dad was super affectionate with me, like always hugging, always kissing. I was a daddy's girl. Um, with that being said, I think that that caused a major rift between me and my mother. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom always said that she loved me, but she wasn't as affectionate as my father. And, um, I am someone that craves that. Like that's my love language is like, I need oh, affection and like being too. touched and stuff like, so that's my thing. Um, I mean, but there was a lot of, uh, arguing in my household. Um, you know, my siblings, I was very opposite of my siblings. Um, I'll just put it this way. Um, you know, and they're doing great. Both of them are great now and whatever. But like when I was growing up, I made it a point that I was the honor roll kid. 
I was the athlete. I did all of these things so that I could make my family proud. It wasn't for me um, because I sure the hell didn't like to get up at five o'clock in the morning and go to practice right. um, and then stay up till one o'clock at night doing AP homework. I, I mean, who, who wants to do that? Um, but it was, I think it was one of those things that I wanted the appearance of my family to be something that it wasn't perfect. Mm -hmm. I mean, and I knew that we weren't perfect, but I just wanted, I don't know. I wanted so much to have that life that like all of my friends had, you know what I mean? Because and it seemed that way. And then I, as as an adult now, I realized, my God, it wasn't really like that either. Um, But that's the assumption that you have. So um, there was a lot of toxicity in my family um there and as an adult I mean I moved out at like 17 18 um mm-hmm. and I would you know pop in you know a few months at a time and go back and live with my parents but I mean I moved out at 17 and had apartments and things like that on my own um and I guess I don't know I mean a lot of a lot of trauma happened in between there my dad had a heart attack at 44 I found him he had a stroke at 54. I found him like it was like one of those those things as well. Um, and then there were a lot of other issues in there that I internalized because I tried to be the perfect kid. Um, a lot of those things I internalized and took them on as myself, like that I'm the problem or I need to fix it. And I think that's where a lot of the anxiety and people pleasing and stuff came from because mm-hmm. I felt like, okay, well, if I can do all of this in my life and I can take on all of these different things, I can also fix this because how can, how on earth can I fix all these things? Why can I not fix like my family dynamic? And, um, yeah, so I think, and I was actually having this discussion, uh, with my aunt last night and then with Donna of how my relationship with my father and us being so close really affected my relationship with my mother. And so my mother, I think leached onto my little sister and I feel the the way that I feel about it, and this is just my, I guess my issue with it, it's like Hallie never wanted for much. Right. Like Hallie had the, the car at 16, had the cell phone, had this, had this, had this. It's not to say that she didn't work or do her job, you know, do jobs and stuff, but um, I worked really hard for everything that I have. And I still feel like that right now. Um, I never thought anything was uh, needed, like handed to me. Like I, nothing, I didn't, nobody owed me anything. Um, so I fast forward to adulthood and I feel like all this hard work that I've done, um, I did it myself and I got it myself. Um, where I am right now, um, I'm getting my second master's degree. Um, I, you know, I'm going to start my own business. Like we're doing these things. Um, I'm very, I'm just really busy, but I also have a very stable life now. And I do feel like there is a lot of I wouldn't say jealousy, but like, you know what I mean? I think there is a lot of resentment on the fact that I have all of these really awesome things that I worked for and that I did that maybe others don't. And so there's, there's a lot of, um, I just know that like growing up, there was a lot of times that like, I just wanted to fix everything and it wasn't okay for me or I didn't accept the fact that I couldn't. Um, and it took a really long time to where I had to back away, um, from certain things. And I, I hate to say that I pushed like my family away because I, I'm still like with my family, but it's like one of those things that in order for me to break that awful cycle that I was in, Mm -hmm. um, 
because I honestly like everything that was going around in my life and things that were happening, like I wasn't really seeing a bright light at all ever. And so I, the spiraling just was continuing to happen. So until I figured out that I had to start putting myself first, and we talked about this in another episode, um, I don't know that I even would have survived much longer just with the panic and the anxiety and just not feeling worthy. So that's a big deal. Um, and I think a lot of that trauma that I had in my life, and I know that I'm not ever comparing like my trauma to your trauma or trauma to anyone else because everyone's trauma is unique and it's theirs. Um, but I know that that part is why I have a fear of abandonment. I have a fear of like not being loved. I have a fear of not being good enough. Um, and unfortunately, like that has followed me through every stage of my life. Um, until I've gotten like here, um, and like I said, I've been working on myself for so long that the people that love me are still with me. Um, the people that have left me, um, that was her choice. And um, yeah, it sucks and it hurt, um, but there's a, there's I th- there's always a reason for everything, I think. So I guess me going back and saying this, since I gave you a good little break right there, me going back and saying that... Um, I think I am the way that I am because of my upbringing um, and the traumas that I've dealt with. Uh, and like, we haven't even like, we've barely scratched the surface of like both of our issues too. I mean, we can, we can go into depth a lot further of that, but I I think that I know that I was the way that I was because I just felt like I needed to fix everything. I can fix it because I can take on so much um, completely neglecting myself but I can take on so much of the other, my family, the world, whatever. I can, I always felt like I could fix it. Um, and I just never try to fix me. And I think that was a lot of it from that. So I think it stems. Um, that's why, that's where my panic anxiety, I think, comes from. It's just like, I'm a people pleaser because I feel like I, that's what I was supposed to do. Yeah. You agree? I don't know. If I, it's just, I mean, I know that's just kind of, um, I mean, there's other little nuances and things that happened in our life that I think shaped us and they shape everyone. And I think there's a lot of people out there that are like that, that, um, they're like, Oh, well, I'm just an anxious person. No, you're not just an anxious person. Something, there has been something in your past, um, or something that's continuing happening, happening right now that is like triggering that. Um, and I, it's not, the, I can tell you what the answer is not. And the answer is not to hold it in forever and not talk about it. Because um, I know that I have gotten better um, talking about it. I know that as a as a professional, um, I know that I hid my panic anxiety from everyone because I wanted to be a people pleaser. And I wanted to become off as like tough. And like she's, uh, well, she's tough and she's strong and she can do this, this, and this, right? Um, but now, like, I'm very open and honest. Like, yeah, I mean, I'm diagnosed with an anxiety and a panic disorder. Yes, I'm getting help for it. Yes, I've been working on it. Um, but it is a part of me. Um, is there a cure? No, but you can definitely make it better. You know what I mean? I think that I will always have in the back of my mind a little bit of anxiety about something. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and the thing with like, and I've said this before, like the difference between like an anxiety attack and a panic attack is anxiety attack happens when you are already thinking about something happening and it just kind of builds its way up, up and up. 
and then you have an anxiety attack. Well, a panic attack can come out of nowhere for no reason whatsoever. And I literally had one the other day and I was like, I looked at Donna and she was like, oh no. I'm like, what, what is even happening? Like, we're just sitting here chilling and all of a sudden, like my body goes into panic. Um, all of those stem from something. Um, so I think, I think it's a very healthy thing to do as hard as it is that you have to kind of start peeling back those layers and figuring out why you are the way that you are. Um, because I don't know that you can progress forward. You can move forward in your life and do other things, but are you progressing emotionally or as a human being or as a healthy person if you don't start peeling back those layers and figuring out who you are? Yeah. So, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So that was, I guess, do you have anything else to add on that? I don't know. I mean, it's just, just, I think it was, it was due time to have a serious conversation. Um, We obviously have a lot of other things that have happened, but I I do want to say this, that even though all these things have like happened to us, um, it doesn't define who you are one. Um, But also like when things I know now that like when things happen to me, it's really my reaction to it. And that's a huge thing. So how I react to things now um, has changed everything. It's changed the whole game of, of how I, um, how I accept like, okay, things didn't go my way. Oh, okay. This person probably is mad at me because you did something stupid. Um, it happens. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it does. Um, but I think it, once I've really delved into it, I figured out who I was. Um, and that's, you know, why I do the same, the things that I did. Um, and I try to prevent doing some of those same habits now. Um, so it's super important. Oh, yeah. And you just take whatever happened to you, whatever bad things happened to everybody. Something bad has happened to everybody. Absolutely. And you carry it on. You carry it with you. And, like, the best route is to take that and not let that happen to somebody else. And I agree. And that's a full circle. And, what, and again, I'm going to harp back on it. And that's why, like, obviously I'm so proud to be your best friend. But, I mean, I'm so proud to know you as a mom because – um Casey didn't have to go through that. And that, and that is, um, I mean, that's a sign of being a really good human being regardless. And that's, I mean, it's, and it wasn't even me trying to be like a good human being. I don't even know what it was like in me that did it, but doing it made all of those things that happened to me go away. And that, and that's absolutely possible as well absolutely yeah, because and i mean i mean in that i mean and, and people are like oh it can't go all the way away you know what but it can make your perception of those things different because of the way that you mothered makes things a little bit different i mean and we you can't sit there and and like just delve into the past of that oh you know this happened to me this happened to me because it just festers um it's got you got to get to a point somewhere where it's like okay that happened but how can i make me better from it yeah. There's always the only a lesson. way that I can make me better was to be a good mom because I mean right. I'm an adult and obviously I had a baby. Right. Um but it made me a better person. Like I've always said from the day that I had Casey that she changed you know, like she yeah, she, she saved my life. She you did. know, because I was yeah. going down a path where it was all poor me, poor me, poor me, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um and it was never even about me anymore, you know? It was about yeah making everything everything better for her and yeah. in turn like how, in how turn. happy does that make you you yeah. know because like as a people pleaser 
I please you can always spin it back. Please around. the shit out of her. Yeah, and like <laughs> I be, like that is the one person that like I've never doubted her Loved love you. for me. Yes. you know, like she let me learn that somebody could love me. Yes, because I wasn't before, and like she did. Yeah, but it was because I was good to her. Like those people that aren't good to you, get them the fuck out. Yeah. You know, they don't deserve this. They don't deserve for you to sit at home and go down rabbit holes and be crazy. And I hate that word. And that's. Yeah. We say crazy, but like I mean, that's just our word. We've always said, oh, God, I'm just being crazy but today. But that's the word that people use. And like yeah. that's why you don't want to like date and stuff like when right. you have anxiety because guys are always like, oh, she's crazy. Oh, she's crazy. Yeah. yeah. You know what? <laughs> Do you want to know why? <laughs> I well- <am>. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to me. Welcome uh, to me. Anyways, thanks for hanging out with us on this podcast. We know it was serious. We promise we'll go back to jokes eventually. Um, But until next time, this is Panic to Punchline. I am Hope. And I am Dre. And that is Dre down there. Again, we have... um, we have like social media everywhere. So if you would like to like, save, share, follow all those great things, we'd love to have you. Talk to you soon.